Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Father, in Jesus' name, give us ears to hear and hungry hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 12, it says, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. This is talking about the, the, the Satan and the fallen cosmic powers here. It's just so important to understand that the wisdom of the world is also, it, that is run by the God of this world. It is wisdom that for the most part, it is, it is, it is antagonistic to God and we need to understand that it's important while we can glean wisdom from everything, it's important for us to remember that our source of wisdom is the Word of God and that within the Word of God, it's so important that we're, we're, we're getting revelation from the Word, not just reading it like we would a history book or a story, okay? that it's like the word of God is an altar. That as we're reading the word, we have a hungry heart and we're saying, Lord, show me your truth. Lord, speak to me. I'm believing that as we kick off this fast next week, every day I'm praying for you as you're in the word that God is gonna speak to you, not just the logos, but the rhema that you're gonna encounter God that you're gonna get supernatural wisdom that the world can't give you, that that business book can't give you, the idea that the, you know, whatever that you were going to can't give you, that God, God is the one that opens doors that no man can shut. God is the one that gives us wisdom and the, the, the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord, not the fear of man or the fear of your paycheck or the fear of what's gonna happen or the fear of anything else. I'm telling you, if you will have a hungry heart and have the fear of God, God by revelation will impart wisdom to you this year, direction to you this year, solutions to you this year. He does, listen, you wanna get promoted, you get with God. You know, the, 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 the ruling council when they were questioning Peter and the disciples. You know what they said? They said, man, these guys are uneducated, but they've been with Jesus. And there's nothing that we can really say against them. If you look at most of the heroes of the Bible, it had nothing to do with their education. It had nothing to do with their eloquence. It had nothing to do with what man would say, that's important and this is important. And that's why you should be promoted. And that's why this, you know, we need this person. See, God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the heart. Is your heart towards God? He calls a deliverer for Israel to deliver them out of Egypt. He calls this man named Moses. Moses was out tending sheep. He was a country bumpkin farmer about to go up against the highest power, Pharaoh, in the most mightiest nation. A man who thought that he was God. God's gonna send a shepherd. Smells like a bunch of sheep. Been living out in the desert. Moses said, Lord, I can't even speak. I'm a stutterer. He couldn't even talk right. 
See, this is what God loves. God loves choosing people and he loves giving you wisdom and revelation and favor where when that's demonstrated to people, that's the kingdom and people know, man, there's something on that person. That's, that's not natural. That's not normal. Where did that person get that idea? How did, how did this person know to tell me this? In this moment of time, how, wait, wait, they just said that. How did they know that? You just thought you were giving them encouragement. You didn't know what was going on in their lives. You think about Jacob. You think about Daniel. Jacob, the deceiver, Daniel. The king said, man, this guy, <laughs> Daniel was in the jail. Remember that story? I just remember it right now. Who were those dudes, the butler and the baker and the candlestick maker and somebody jumped over the moon? Oh, I'm sorry, that was a, just another story. No. Remember the cupbearer and the baker and he interpreted their dreams and they just forgot about him? And the guy said, yeah, man, there's this dude in jail with me. He's, he's, he's got some wisdom. This Hebrew dude, let's, let's bring him up. Daniel's exalted. Joseph is exalted. Jacob is blessed. God uses Moses. Here's, here's what I know about God. He chooses who he chooses. And he chooses you and he's chosen you for an assignment, but he needs your heart. That's what he needs. He needs your heart. He'll do the rest, but he needs your heart. And when he speaks to you, he needs you to follow through. This is the year you're gonna follow through. Can you give God a hand for that? It says, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. This is again talking about the principalities and powers in the heavenlies. For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory, but as it is written, no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Watch this. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Because it says, now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that what? That we might understand the things freely given to us by God. In other words, it's only through the Holy Spirit, the word, the logos gives us a framework. But it takes, it's like this, the people that Jesus was ministering to, 
Some of the people that rejected him the most, they were the most literate in the word, but their hearts weren't right, so they couldn't see. Jesus says, you search the scriptures, you know the scriptures backwards and forwards, and in them you think you have eternal life. But these scriptures testify of me. I'm the living embodiment of what you're reading. And until you learn how to receive the living embodiment of the word of God, which is the Messiah, Jesus, you won't understand or comprehend the things of God. I'm telling you, church, we're stepping into a new time where we're gonna begin to understand and comprehend the deep things of God because we're gonna learn how to encounter and keep our hearts right and be led by the Spirit <clears throat> to be carnally minded is death. That doesn't mean sinfully minded. It's just mean we're carnal, we're natural. What's the, that can impart life. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The enemy wants to keep our mind in the natural. The enemy wants to keep us in a state of, well, you know, You've received Jesus and you come to church, but you know, like God's way up there, it's like just kind of this heaven's way out there. And you know, angels and demons kind of pop through every now and then. You know, it's really all about just getting to heaven. No, heaven's coming here. Heaven's already in your heart. It's about receiving a kingdom. So the kingdom is now available because of Jesus. She ever wondered why Jesus called it the gospel of the kingdom and not the gospel of grace? Now he was grace. We're saved by grace. Grace is in the gospel of the kingdom, but why does Jesus call it the gospel of the kingdom? I'm never gonna get through my notes or, or my scriptures. I don't have notes anymore. Why does he call it the gospel of, king, of the kingdom instead of the gospel of Grace, even though obviously we're saved by grace. He's grace and truth embodied. Because it's not just about our individual salvation. It's about becoming a people. We are saved by the grace of God. And now Jesus says, I'm the door, I'm the gate. And now that gives us entry into what? The kingdom we're not to become saved individual. There's no such thing as a saved individual who overcomes. We overcome as a people. We're becoming a people. What do you have to have for a kingdom? You have to have a king. You have to have a land or a realm. And you have to have what? A people. It's the presence of God and the place of God dwelling with the people of God. How do we function as God's people? As priests. Everyone's called to be a priest. Everyone home, everyone's home or wherever they are, everyone's ecclesia. Well, doesn't the kingdom just mean the rule and reign of God? It includes that. But have you ever thought why it says, there, sometimes it says kingdom of God, sometimes it says kingdom of heaven? They're both one and the same, but they're focusing on different aspects. The kingdom of God is focusing on the ruler of the kingdom the rule of God. The kingdom of heaven is focusing on the realm, the where, the culture, 
That's why we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and what? Thy will be done. It is an act on earth as it is in heaven. It is an actual realm that has a calendar, that has a culture, that has protocol, that has order, that has citizens. Come on, that's you and me. But there's the heavenly realm. It's within us now. We're receiving it now. It will eventually come in fullness. The earthly realm and the heavenly realm will once again come together. Eventually, Eden will be restored. Are you following me? But it's very important that we understand that we are in the process of receiving a kingdom. Not everyone will receive it. The church is gonna get brighter and the world's gonna get darker. And it's gonna get bad. If you think the world is becoming a better place, I hate to burst your bubble. It is not becoming a better place. The only, only when this world is gonna finally get healed, the only time when we're gonna finally get true justice is when Jesus comes back. And we have a part to play in that. Are you following me? We have a part to play in receiving that kingdom and demonstrating that, praying kingdom come. It's the rule of God, it's the realm of God, it's what we're gonna be in for eternity, but everybody has a crucial part to play. It's not just coming to church. We, we're, we're getting past that this year. The church is unsustainable in its current format in the West. Do y'all wanna hear this or not? Do you know how quickly things could change? We're the church. You're the church, I'm the church, we're the church. Church is not just buildings. God wants to take us to a place where we're not dependent on Christianity, on us being able to freely worship, on us having total internet access, on us being able to come to a, 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 a building anytime we want. So we're becoming a people that are not of this world, even though we're in the world, and we want to see the kingdom come and demonstrate the kingdom of God and understand that God needs all of us to do our part in functioning as a priest. Are y'all with me? What was I talking about? Okay, I finished that scripture. Two more scriptures. And we're go- I want to have some time at the altar. Look what Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty five through 30. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and look at this, revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. Look, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And... Everybody say, Lord, let this be me. And for most of you, it already is. And the one to whom the son wills to what? Reveal him. He comes by revelation. 
I know in my own life, I, I heard the gospel before. I had friends that went to church. I, I, I saw the Bible. I, knew, you know, I, went to, I, I went to a youth camp before. I mean, there, there were all these things, but all of a sudden there came a time in my life where all of a sudden my heart wanted God. And all of a sudden, even though I'd heard it before, I didn't hear it. See, hearing I didn't understand. That's what Jesus is talking about, the word. That's what he's talking about when he's preaching parables. He's, say, he's saying hearing they, they won't understand. In seeing they don't perceive because it's about the heart. But if your heart wants God, guess, guess what? Jesus reveals himself, his father, his kingdom. He reveals that to you. It has nothing to do whether you're wise or learned or prove it. It has everything to do. Jesus says, unless you humble yourself as a little child, you cannot see the kingdom. You cannot see the kingdom of heaven. He'll reveal it to babes. He's looking for anyone that will humble their hearts. He's looking for any man or woman who will stand in the gap. When Jesus returns, will he find faith on the earth? Will he have a peace? People that know how to seek him and encounter him. Matthew 9:14. Oh, I didn't finish that. Watch this. Guess what comes with revelation? Wholeness. Steadfastness. Verse 28. Here's what happens. Come to me. Oh, all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Not escape, I'll give you rest. So much of the church in the West, God loves the church is beautiful, but so much of the church thinks that the kingdom of God and Christianity is about escape. Say a prayer, escape the world, so when you die, you can go to heaven. He's looking for a people that aren't looking for escape. He's looking for a people that are looking for him, looking for wholeness, looking to be good stewards, looking to be co-laborers, Looking to, looking to advance his kingdom, to take on his mission, to be, bear his image. Because our real reward and our real destiny is in the age to come, right? How many of you have a bad job here on earth? Come on, go ahead and confess it right now, go ahead. How many of you are still thankful for the bad job? See, aren't you glad we don't tape live right now because your boss could have been watching and How many of you have a bad job or you don't like your job, but you're thankful for it? Yeah? Don't worry. Keep your heart right. I can't promise you a good job on this earth, but I can promise you this. Jesus will reward you in the millennium and you'll overcome and you can rule and reign with Christ. He's got a great job for you in the millennium, so let's be good stewards of what we have now so that whether whatever our talents, whatever we've done, we've been faithful and we're promoted because God is gonna need a lot of agents, a lot of brothers and sisters with Jesus to help administrate his rule in the coming kingdom 
So let's practice now, amen? Let's establish it in our homes. Let's understand that, that we carry that encounter and that fire. And let's understand that God, we, we understand that we're a people, not just individuals. And God has his special place within our midst, his sacred space. Rest. I'm closing with this. Where's the worship team? Now y'all can come out and interrupt me. Here they come behind the veil. Matthew 9, 14, 17, it says, Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but you and your disciples do not fast? They obviously hadn't heard about Jesus 40 days in the wilderness. You know, that's probably what I would have said. <laughs> Fasted 40 days, man. Water only. Look at this. It says, and Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? How many of you wanna be a friend of God? Friend, we are our servants. And Jesus is a friend to you. He wants you to be a friend to him. Yeah. Friends have each other's backs. And I can promise you, Jesus has your back. Jesus said, can the friends of the bridegroom more as long as the bridegroom is with them? Look, but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Everybody says it starts Sunday night. Then they will fast, especially on January 14th. Is that the, then they will fast. Now look what he says. He says, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tears made worse, nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins break. The wine is spilled, very important. And the wineskins are ruined. Do you know that God is just waiting for you? Timing really seek him with all of your heart over this fast so that he can give you the new wine that you need that moves you forward. But he can't give it to you if you're gonna be carnally minded and hard hearted. because it would actually hurt you. It would harden your heart more. Or you'd be a bad steward of a great blessing. It says, <clears throat> but they put new wine into new wine skins. Look at this. And both are preserved. This is specifically speaking to fasting. Now here's the great news, okay? It's just like we're clean through the blood of Jesus. We're clean through the word God's spoken to us. Here's the great news. The new wine is here. The new wine is waiting on you. It's the, it's the fresh revelation. It's, 
it's the wholeness, it's what God wants to do in your life this year. The new wine is waiting on you, but what God needs from you is a new mindset. And that's what happens when you fast. Fasting doesn't change God, fasting changes you. Fasting doesn't change God's mind. Oh, I'll make some new wine. God's like, no, I've got all of this blessing and breakthrough and wholeness waiting for you. I, I can't get it in this hardened, that's an old wine skin, in this, this hardened, shelled container. Now, now, now that, that worked for last year, but there's fresh manna now. What worked last year isn't gonna work this year, but what God has you for this year, has for you this year is better than last year. We can't, watch, we can't get into a, a system. You can't get into a methodology. Not, God is not gonna let us sit back and be complacent. No, he's gonna do something that requires faith. We don't change God's mind. Fasting changes our mind. It brings us into alignment. It gives us the structure. It gives us the wineskin so that God can pour the new wine that he already has for us right now. And in this season of fasting, I'm telling you, it, it, don't just make it about, okay, you know, I'm gonna detox and do my little devotion for 21 days. I'm glad, listen, I'm thankful if you do anything. I mean, gosh, if you even just give up Snickers bars and whatever, okay? But I'm telling you, there is a blessing for you. I'm telling you, there is something about this year with encountering God and revelation and wholeness and getting out of the back and forth and getting into steadfastness, but it's gonna be all about the heart. Come on, how many of you want that for this year? Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.